Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, I am both excited to be in our fifth week with Marion Skeet, and I'm a little grieving it because this is our final conversation on this great series we've been doing on visionary leadership. And it's been a blast for me. It really has been and very engaging. You've been helping us turn leadership not merely upside down, but getting it grounded again, not in you know these competing visions of dominance versus collaboration, but in terms of this gift that you bring and that you want to help empower other people with of being able to pay attention to what's going on in their community mm-hmm. and in the stories that are unfolding in people's lives. Yes, yes. Be it communities of faith, which you're very involved in, be it in business organizations. Mm-hmm. Instead of owning the story or being the writer of the story, the visionary leader is helping articulate a story that is already unfolding. Yes, being ri- written in an ongoing way through many voices. What we're going to do with this final week is kind of play out this tension that's been rising and rising every week. I'm not feeling any tension, Carl. In one sense, I am, and I'm about to explode if we don't get something here. Because on the one hand, we're saying that the story belongs to the community. It's everybody's stories that are unfolding. Mm -hmm. We're all participants. We highly respect them. They contribute. They are involved in our organization. But our organization gets its dynamic and its direction. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we're facilitating that. We're serving as a catalyst and articulator and a power and equipper. Mm-hmm. And that's been very helpful. But on the other hand, there is this kind of upfront role that a leader has that you describe very well as articulating, mm-hmm. helping the community see where it's been and where it's going. Yes. But what we're going to be playing out today, Marion's going to help us See, as she's got some helpful language of using lang- helpful language and cultivating your own language in your community so that the voice is not merely the leader's voice on the one hand, and mm-hmm. it's not merely the chaos of exactly. the community's voices. You know, I so think, take it from there and you help know, us I, see. Yeah, you brought us such good points, Carl. I think the tension that you're feeling, and you're about to explode with this tension, possibly I think that does exist, yes, is the idea of the leader being the facilitator, being the one who empowers, and yet... We cannot ignore the role of a leader as being one who guides and one who, in a sense, um, brings direction in some way. And I think that 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 is a tension that we have to to talk about, but it's certainly a tension I don't think we can ever really fully resolve. So I I think I need to start there. (laughs) Makes my job easier. You know, that yes, leaders are called, I think, to not stand apart, but in a sense, yes, they are to model how does a leader give voice without taking away other people's voices? Well, we have, I think, for, first of all, we have to understand that a leader should have a voice. Mm-hmm. So a leader is a part of the community and should have a voice. Okay. And the fact that they are leading and uh, oftentimes means that there are people who decided that their voice is a voice people want to hear. That said... People don't just want to hear their voice. Mm-hmm. They want to know that, yes, a leader has a vision. We're sold in this vision. We want to follow this vision, or at least initially, you know, this is something that we see that could be um, beneficial to us or our community. At the same time, as this vision is being written, in a sense, so, you know, there is this, this we have the elevator speech, I think, as leaders. We, we say what our vision is, right, and in a few words. But I think we have to understand beyond the vision, there is this ongoing, if you will, story of the community as we have been talking so much about that people are, are speaking into and that's developing. And to the extent I think that the leader is able to give voice to that and how you ask the question, how do we give, how does a leader give voice to that, a visionary leader? I think one of the ways 
and uh, you know we talked a little bit about this before but mm-hmm. um it's a pet peeve of mine i think it oftentimes as leaders because you're so passionate about this particular vision or this particular story you have an idea as to where it should go and it's hard to surrender that but oftentimes in the process of of seeing a, a visionary leader's futuristic thinking mm-hmm. where you think this organization or this group needs to go you forget to bring in the other voices and the other thing is that you forget to credit those voices mm. so that those voices are empowered that they understand that they are part of this story they are part of this vision of this organization and oftentimes you see you you, you know you sit in a staff meeting or as as a leader the tendency oftentimes is to times to become someone who says wow we're moving forward we have figured out a way to make more cookies then we've found different markets to market our cookies and we're excited about the cookies that we have and so we're excited about that and oftentimes we forget to say well you know this person here helped us to figure out find another market for our cookies mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's that may sound simple and i think oftentimes leaders manipulate people into say well it's just for the organization you should just be concerned about the organization it's not about your personal credit but i think there is value when we give people when we we recognize their contribution yeah. to me that's part of giving voice and sometimes it matters to people more than actually getting a, a raise in their pay that you understand their contribution oh, that you value what they bring and i think mm-hmm. that's part of empowerment you empower people to say thank you i think and i'm i'm not a parent but i i certainly was a child at one point and i understand what it is when a parent says a parent who's older who you depend on for direction and guidance says to you thank you for teaching mommy something or teaching dad something thank you for for letting us know that we would not have known that unless you said that and i think that enough couldn't be said i mean it sounds like a very almost too simple to be true but i think it goes a long way in terms of causing voices to be heard is that when you value people's contribution and make it a point i'm not saying going around you know um trying to please everybody because i think you fall into a um but you certainly add value to people value. yeah, yeah to recognize to. that everything's yes. everyone's contribution matters absolutely absolutely but i don't think we can fully get away from the tension that a leader has to lead and that there there is a story there is a story that a leader brings you know part of the the, the way organizations develop part of the way visions um move into become movements and and organizations for change is that there was some person or persons that says you know what i have a story here mm-hmm. you know and because of my story i want to make a difference and then people hear that story and says you know what that story kind of connects with my story or at the very least i want to be a part of that story and the problem is that when they enter in we then it becomes about just about our story and not an ongoing story does that make sense i mean it does yeah. it's an enormous tension too because yeah. in one sense you're telling the leader that um, your role is enormously significant yes and it's very important as a leader mm-hmm. to show up and engage yes. and embrace your role mm-hmm. and don't shrink from it right on the other hand you're saying that there are ways of going about that in which we take over and we try to control yes and write the story ourselves yes and just have everyone else fit into it that goes too far and yes. disempowers and yes. moves the Yeah. ignores the unfolding story that's going on yes already exactly absolutely i think you you articulated it very well yeah i think that that tension continues and i think each organization each group has to kind of in some ways figure that out i you know what i mean i don't think there's i but i think the the idea of of, of finding ways to and I, i i just said one in terms of giving credit or honor to whom honor is due is a big part of it and not just honor to the the big people but the little people you know quote unquote of the organization i think that goes a long way you know so let's 
see how this unfolds now. So the, the leader's responsibility in this to hold this tension. Yes. Um, you've described as a very kind of deep form of language that an organization develops. Yes. Um, here at Working Matters, Claudia and I would also use language of culture. Yes. We're developing a culture of being yes. certain kind of yes. story livers. And, boy, how do, I want, how do I want you to help unpack this yeah. What you mean by this deeper... This deeper language, this deeper... Language th- yes. that the leader can give the community so this mutual respect, mutual involvement, everyone coming yes. and, and fully engaging and fully being a part of the story, even yes. if the roles are slightly different, exactly, goes exactly. on. Exactly. Well, I think people keeping people as the, the central focus that... Leaders, leadership is not just the, the, the means and the end of it. It's really not leadership for leadership's sake. It really is about helping people to discover their highest good and to become the people that they are originally designed to become in the best. And for a community, that may mean one thing, another community, another thing. I think every, every city, every, mm. every nation has an original design. What it's really, it's truest, it's highest potential, what it's truly meant to be, the, its place in the world, if you will. And I think each human being has that as well. And I think leaders help people to achieve that by creating, I, I think, um, yeah, creating a culture that invites them into, into that story, into that narrative of that particular community. And I think people want to be, they want to be heard. They want to be affirmed. Oftentimes people don't necessarily want to lead, even though they don't really want to lead. And sometimes leaders get insecure. Oh, they're trying to take my position. You know, often <laughs> people want to be heard, I think. And they want to be affirmed and they want to contribute and they want to feel like they're a part of the future of an organization or of a community. And they want to leave a legacy. And as the older we get, um, the more we see the importance of of doing that, leaving something that, Mm. making a mark. And that doesn't have to be done in ways that are, in other words, Carl, to empower you, to be empowered myself, I don't have Mm. to disempower you. As a matter Mm. of fact, my empowerment, I have to see my empowerment as intricately interwoven into your empowerment. Does Uh, that make sense? And so that as you thrive, you know, if we're part of the same organization and we're leading or we're, you know, we have, I have to see it no matter where I am on the, 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 the corporate rung, no matter where I am in the, you know, in the whole organizational structure, we have to see each other's thriving and success, if you will, as woven into each other. And I think that's when we formulate culture that creates that. That is a great place to conclude. You've just encapsulated really the core and the power of what we've been talking about with visionary leadership, that we are not discussing leadership in the abstract. We are not discussing leadership for leadership's sake. Yes. Leadership has its value insofar as it is serving. Yes. Us to become. Different ends. Yes. And you're pointing to the stories. Yes. In the organization, community yes. stories and the individual stories that are unfolding. Yes. And there is enormous responsibilities, significance for leaders to, yes. Yes. And to serve sad. those. And you, Carl, I think you've taking over. You feel this because I hear you articulated very often. There's so much resource in organizations that are unused and untapped. And it could actually because there's fear <laughs> yeah. you know, from the leadership that if this person or if this resource is unleashed, then, you know, it's going to threaten maybe my position or whatever. You've you've turned it around for us. You've given us a way to see that. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, My leadership in service, those other things being maximized. Yeah. 
Thank you for joining us over these weeks. This has been very invigorating. You ask great questions, Carl, and you make me think. Missionary leadership. Yeah. Marion Skeet. You need to meet Marion if you haven't yet. You can (laughs) find her at thelegacymakers.org, and you're going to spell that legacy-makers.org. I like the way you said it. Yes. Well, we'd love to have you come and we want to resource you and help you to um, whatever you desire to do as a leader or emerging leader. We want to be a resource for you. You need to meet Marianne. She is not just talk this stuff. She's (laughs) one of the most encouraging, empowering people out there. And she might just be the resource you or your organization is looking for. I didn't pay him for that uh, little ad, so uh, thanks, Carl. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't true. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Come by boldenterprises.com where we are chatting about these issues all the time. Join the conversation. We want to hear what's going on where you work and the specifics of the leadership challenges in your world. My name is Carl Edwards. We will see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.